wait, 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 wait. Before we start, the, one of the QAnon accounts that I follow just posted a heater. Okay, let's see what this, what Q content you are posting. All right. Watching the part in V for Vendetta where the government creates a virus and uses it to seize power over its people, and it's the, the pointing Leonardo DiCaprio. Which is so funny because that's something they made up for the movie, I'm pretty sure. Right? It is. Yeah, yeah. No, in, yeah. in the... Yeah. In the in the comic, it's just like uh, a nuclear war happens. Oh yeah. All right, are we ready to watch uh, 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 Maddie B raps? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's we just. Gotta... I recently, I recently just checked in on Maddie B raps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Stu, you 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 probably don't you probably don't know this is probably a little bit before your time, but like early like 2010s YouTube, there was this like boy. That was literal like being child. literal child, like white child. That was like they would do these shitty covers of rap songs. Like this four-year-old would do '90s hip-hop covers, and he became like <laughs> medium famous, and then like kind of became ironically famous when like reaction stuff blew up, and then uh, from there, now he's like kind of an e-boy. I think like he's like. A, He's kind of thotting with it, I think. I I don't know how old Maddie B. Raps is. Okay, everybody ready? Yeah, so... Uh, welcome, everybody, to another... Uh, extraordinary episode of Marvelous, or the Death of Cinema. Fucking... You wanna you wanna say that again without all that uh, dick in the? Never mind. No, no, we, we got... That's, that's the beauty of editing. All the ums and the uhs. Yeah, uh, it was like yabba dee yabba dee. All right, let's let's watch this. in my mouth. Before before we talk about the movie, uh, which we are doing, which is Bumblebee, which is our first Transformers movie. Uh, Stu, oh, we should, hold on, Stu, hold on. This is I already can tell this is gonna be a chaotic okay. episode. Uh, we we <laughs> I got a YouTube comment saying we need to introduce ourselves for the new listeners who don't already know who's who. So I'm I'm discourse. You know what we should do. Is we should just record an intro and then just have Miguel tack it on to the front of every episode. Well, we've we got a guest ourselves. too to introduce. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, well, then, right. well, but then then you you cut it before before so that if we have a guest, it, you make it like modular. You know, you make like okay, so we have a guest. So then you you know you know you fucking cut it right. Right there, like right before we int- right before we say, we, you know, we all could have introduced everyone could have introduced ourselves in the time it's taking to explain how we we could create a prefab introduction. Hi, I'm Nicole. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Uh, and we have a we have a guest. We have a, a esteemed guest. Everybody, say hello to Liz, aka Liz IRL on Twitter. What's up, Liz? Hey, one time I got, I was, it, one time somebody called me a hybie, even though I had like about a, a thousand and five followers on Twitter, and that made me feel weird. I, I don't think I'm anything, really. But I, I anyway. feel like you can't, you're not a hybie till you're in the five digits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I've been around, I'm, um, I'm, I, I had an episode on, um, on on those good old fashioned values at the very least, but I'm pretty much editing and uh, writing some shit, and you probably find my oh, work yeah. on a K Zone. Like I'm doing, like cutting down their streams and whatever. You might find oh, my yeah. teasers on um, 
those good old fashioned values. So we check that out. And you're a huge Transformers fan. Yes. That's true. That's true. Um, Segway. <laughs> into. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, me and my Transformers thing. Um, yeah, like when I was a kid, I I really loved uh, all the transform anything Transformers that I could get on. Um, Cartoon Network had like this Transformer Cybertron was like the main one that I watched, even though it's kind of horseshit. Um, but then I would catch a reruns of the old '80s cartoon and saw all of Beast Wars on YouTube because like it, it was one of those like mainframe reboot. Uh, yeah, yeah, the um, like, Vancouver based. Mainframe oh, yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Uh, so, so you and and Vancouver Red Pill. Yeah, yeah. Beast Wars, Beast Wars, and and Beast Machines, which was the the follow up series where they go back to Cybertron, was the stuff I watched when I was a kid. Yeah, that really fucking good storytelling in those. Like, even if people knock uh, Beast Machines for looking weird, it's still some of the best writing from all of Transformers, in my opinion. And uh, after that, I went to two whole uh, Transformers conventions, uh, BotCon 2009 and BotCon 2011. And I got to meet uh, Greg Berger and uh, Stan Bush, uh, the guy who made The Touch. Well, well, specifically Stan Bush. uh, Berger and Bush. (laughs) He was looking at me really hard. And I said, oh, hi. And then he said, hi back. And. That that was pretty much it. It's not really meeting, but you know. What's your favorite Transformer? Uh, my favorite Transformer, uh, probably. I don't know. Um, got to look around. I guess Optimus Primal. That's he's the one a pretty I... cool guy. He's the one that's the monkey, right? Yeah, he's the monkey one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I don't know why I asked, why he has to be so primal. I thought he was pretty calm, in my opinion. But when I was a kid, I, I liked the Predacons more because they got yeah. to be dinosaurs, and that was cool. Yeah, and you got <laughs> like, in yeah, You love and... them, Predator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, right, Nicole, what's your favorite Transformer? I never watched Transformers. My literally only exposure <laughs> to it uh, before watching Bumblebee, which I'm just going to say outright. I really liked this movie. It was very charming, but You're jumping uh, the gun, that's not a transformer. The Bumblebee, Bumblebee movie is not a transformer. Yeah, that's, that's just I'm gonna, well, a I'm gonna say experience. Bumblebee after this, because he's he's shaped like a friend. Oh, um, okay. But... You know what? I'm gonna change my answer. Uh, Hot Rod is my favorite because he was like the star of the eighties animated movie and he was I have a little connection with him because my uh, brother bought me a toy of him when I like from a target when i was a kid and Aww. i always think of that i don't know i think so i think you someone should say unicron because he's the biggest what are you like a size queen for transformers yeah he is the um he, the he is just kind of just galact he's, he's just galactus yeah. but a transformer kind of isn't he mm-hmm um, that's why that's why you're thinking about a megatron who is like the largest uh Predacon in Beast Wars, you were just thinking about how giant and purple he is. <laughs> well, I mean, every little boy loves a, a giant purple guy. That's why, that's why Barney the Dinosaur Barney. was so popular. Unit one. Stu, who's your favorite Transformer? I mean, probably, I might have been um, a Beast Wars Megatron because he was a T-Rex. Oh, I And gotcha. I was like five years old. <laughs> I've like... you for a Megatron fan. <laughs> 
It was also like in that show, like what the most like operatic sort of character. Yeah, he was like, very. From my memories are very hazy. I haven't re. I've aside from one episode someone put on Twitter as a joke when they took off the the the, the video size limits. I haven't seen any of that show since I was <laughs> between five and nine years old. But yeah, yeah, he was very. You, you love the melodramatic bad guys. You you, mm-hmm. you love just the 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 um. The, the 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 gay the, guys the gunning for it oh the, yeah 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 the city and just like vibrato of his voice is yeah of... yeah yeah you love yeah you guys are like a, a, a great voice we're super queeny actually the reboot was good for that too because um uh yes a megabyte was also a, a great bad guy for the exact same reasons oh yeah in, in general like those shows had just such fucking good voice acting just across the board i don't know what is up with those canadians but they were really really good at just like just well, we the, had all the, like the non-union voice actors for '80s and '90s cartoons. Everyone, oh yeah, everyone is gonna call me Reddit, but my favorite Transformer is Soundwave. Reddit. Soundwave is awesome. Soundwave's always been awesome. Reddit. He's so cool. I have a little. I have a little like nine dollar Soundwave on my desk. Oh, like, is it? Is it? I I think I know the one you're talking about. It's the one that like that, that turns into the tape deck. It's the one that turns into the tape deck, and he comes with the like little tiny cassettes. Yeah, like that, that's a the one in the cassette. That's a laser beak. He doesn't transform though, and I wish they, he did. They're, no, I, I, they're in the opening Cybertron sequence of this movie. I thought. Oh, I, yeah. I got them. so bummed out because I I saw I got to see like classic Soundwave in glorious like million dollar like CPU destroying CGI, and he was only in the movie for like four minutes. Oh yeah, like. And not if even it's mostly like on just the Autobots talking, and then I mean yeah. he does get like the whole ravage. He does. He gets to shoot out his boy. Yeah, yeah. He he has that little moment, but that's sort of like a the extent. That was the highlight. Of the I, movie. I did think it was weird that like on Cybertron before they've ever made contact with Earth, they're still turning into cars. Yeah, like well, they, they turn into like, future somehow. cars. They turn yeah. into future cars. Yeah, they eventually. This is a. This is why I'm the lore master about this transformer. That's why and, we brought you on. Yeah, and uh, historically, um, transformers like used to be like people who were driving the cars, but eventually they molded into the cars. That's a that's a goddamn lie. I'm I'm joking. No, that's that, actually, I'd be kind no. of a sick origin story if there was like a, a an, an organic civilization that just melded into their technology. Yeah, 10 million years Iron ago. Asks, yeah. Uh, logic. Yeah, that'd be kind of, that'd actually be pretty rad. Um someone should retcon yeah, that in. That's, that's, that's a the, that's uh, a good idea. <laughs> that's Shinji Sukumoto. Re- uh, Shinya Sukumoto, you have a franchise uh, <laughs> right there. We just gave it to you. Imagine if if Hasbro and and uh, Sony or whoever owns this franchise now just gave Shikamoto $150 million to make a Transformers <laughs> Origins <cook>. movie. <laughs> yeah. The fucking cook. I think he's uh, making, doing good, just appearing in whatever Hideaki Anno wants him to do. Yeah. He's just like, hey, you want to be the old man uh, char- elder character in this? And he's like, yeah, okay. I'm Common Rider's dad. Sure. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we should probably uh, uh, get onto the main event here. One, one last thing. So, in the process of researching this episode, we've made some startling discoveries. Um, 
director <laughs> of this movie, Travis Knight, uh, former uh, lead animator uh, and producer at Leica Animation Studios. Uh, uh, they should let Travis Scott make a Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah, um, they, had, they had like music label uh, collaborate, collaborator uh, Transformers before, like Linkin Park and what. Okay, but that's that's sidetracking. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> Travis Knight. Uh, former early 90s white rapper and son <laughs> mm-hmm. of the founder and chairman of Nike who yeah. bought who bought the claymation studio that made the PJs and turned it into Leica and put him on the board of directors. So uh, competent filmmaker, but like all timer Nepo baby. Oh, yeah. Um, so- but I found on YouTube uh Travis Knight, a.k.a. Chili T, <laughs> Chili T. Hit 1993 hip-hop masterpiece, Get Off Mine. Oh. And we're going to watch it with you now. Um, Get Off Mine. Oh, no. Oh. He's like the snow of, the, of NYC. <laughs> oh hell yes! No, this is box. I'll eat a beef for dinner, eat a loop for a snack. I don't smoke sensi and I don't smoke crack. He doesn't smoke crack. That's good to know. Yeah, he's Will, that's why he's Will Smith's best friend. I would hope that this I would hope that the CEO of Nike could afford regular cocaine. Yeah. Oh, dude. This looks like it also could be like an anti-drug PSA. Oh, it totally oh, yeah. does. Yeah. He's this is the rapper that comes to your school to tell you to just say no to to weed. Yeah, like he's sitting on some like uh like some like metal stairs with like the light down on him. Like it looks like he's gonna be like, don't smoke crack. It will kill you. Yeah, but at the same time he looks he looks angrier than vanilla ice. <laughs> Do you remember Snow, like the like Canadian white reggae guy? Uh, no. <laughs> no? That's oh. fucked up. This guy reminds me a lot of Snow. Yeah. Oh my god, his the shades. Oh, he's mean mugging. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the little earring. <laughs> oh, oh, is it the gay ear? Which is the gay ear? And that's right here. That's shit. That's how you balance out the cosmic forces. You've got a white rapper, you have a black cowboy. Mm-hmm. That's why Quentin Tarantino made Django Unchained. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were any white rappers in Django Unchained. Well, no, he was balancing out him using the N-word, but yeah. same oh. principle. It was karmic. That would be funny if just, like, Action Bronson was in <laughs> Wait, that's the chorus? Another name for Richard is Nick? I love Travis Knight. I love how he sneers every single line he has. 
his entourage looks like the Power Rangers. They've got <laughs> knee pads, which is really funny, or knee braces. <laughs> that was amazing. I keep expecting them to morph. Uh. That was awesome. Incredible. Uh, so good. And now we get to talk about a movie I think we all, if, if not, thought was... It was okay. Yeah, yeah it was I, right. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it, 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 it wasn't well, like, it's, it's 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 nothing I would say any grown adult needs to go out of the way to see, unless I guess they're really into Transformers, but... Yeah, that's that's it, the thing. So It won I'm me gonna... over. I went in, like, my the, the bar was on the floor. I was expecting exactly to have a bad it. time, yeah. and I came out feeling like, okay... All right, so I want to get a round table. How familiar are you with the trans Transformers none. film fan franchise? Okay, Nicole's none. none. I've, I've seen the first three. First uh, three. That's the and entire. I couldn't. I couldn't tell, Shia LaBeouf. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, the Shia LaBeouf run. I I couldn't tell you like most of what happens in any of those movies or which what <laughs> oh, thing happened shit, in which yeah. movie because it is just a blur of of brown and gray and noise to me mm-hmm. um, and then the colorful autobots who are just red and blue and black well, even their colors feel kind of like muted and like yeah. like those movies to me look like seventh gen video games they look like xbox 360 games yeah absolutely that's why um, the, they, they translated well into uh video games actually there was there was okay game uh re- released around that time all right so cole uh, I I I've actually seen every single live action Transformers film. Uh, <laughs> I'd put this one like somewhere in the middle. Like I don't think it's as as bad as like the worst Michael Bay movies, but it's not as bombastically fun as yeah. watching Marky Mark like shoot a Transformer with like a regular gun. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's a different kind of movie. It's I mean. It's basically the Iron Giant with like yeah. a little bit of like Bizarro Universe Christine, I would say. It's like yeah. if, if if you imagine those two movies put together, but Christine? it's a pardon? What the fuck is Christine? John Christine. The John Carpenter adaptation of the Stephen King novel where a nerd gets like a, a, a cool old car, but the, the cool lying. old car has BPD and turns him into a fucked up greaser. Mm-hmm. That's it's awesome. Okay. The car That's kills people. Never, wait, Cole, you've <laughs> never seen or seen Christine? No. Have you seen Cujo? Uh, no, also no. What the, what the fuck? What the fuck? You've never seen Cujo or Christine? i never seen Cujo either, but Christine's never amazing. I don't think I've seen any like Stephen King adaptations outside of like The Shining. You gotta see a maximum impact. Maximum no, overdrive. Maximum with the, with overdrive. With the green goblin car. With the green, oh, yeah. the green goblin. That's oh, maximum overdrive is hilarious. If that's the only one you've seen. No, I, I've seen the nostalgia critic review of it. Of course. Uh, oh, fucking course. <laughs> oh, that, that, maximum, okay, maximum overdrive is a bad movie, but it kind of rules. It's got the scene. It's got the scene where the, the vending machine starts like shooting like super high velocity soda cans at the kids playing softball. Yeah, yeah, it is just all around a good time. Um, <laughs> Stephen King was coked out of his mind when he made that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the only like I think the only like 
knowledge I have of any of the like bad '90s Stephen King adaptations comes from like nostalgia critic reviews. <laughs> uh, '80s uh, that one that one's got that one's got Emilio Estevez in it. Yeah, uh, but no, uh, Christine rocks. Um, Misery is a pretty good uh, Stephen King adaptation. Harry, uh, Harry is perfect. Well, Langoliers is not good. The Nostalgia <laughs> Critic reviewed Langoliers. Uh, then, the there, then there's the uh, Tommyknockers. Mm-hmm, Tommyknockers, the 90s Shining. Nostalgia or, Critic reviewed that one too, actually. Yeah, I don't think he ever got around to The Stand, which is the one that everyone says like sucks the least out of those like TV movies. The McGarris ones. ones, yeah. Uh, I never yeah. watched that because I thought... TV, if it's if it's network TV, it's just not going to be nasty enough uh, for me. Yeah. I read the book when I was like twelve, and that 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 book's got a sequence where a, a pyromaniac is raped at gunpoint by a, a cowboy who loves Coors Light. Wild. I think the only Stephen King book I've read all the way through, outside of like his short stories, I've read most of his short stories, but the well, only one best I've read stuff. all the way through is uh is the the fucking the JFK book. Oh yeah, nineteen sixty three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one that one was that one was fun. I it was really stupid. Like uh, and I, I once you know the twist is coming, like and what the twist is, the book gets a lot better because it's like, oh hell yeah, we get to see Stephen King talk about like fucking 1960s social issues which rocks yeah oh yeah he's he i mean i i thought that book was was pretty solid but it's definitely like he's going into his boomer reverie and remembering how good the hamburgers used to be i, I think there's <laughs> i think there's a scene i think that like he gets found out by being a time traveler because he like sings a led zeppelin song and like one of the like 50s women is like this is the scariest thing i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> oh that's that's awesome um I, I think the best adaptation isn't the one with James Franco, but it's that one fucking episode of uh, Xavier Renegade Angel where he uh, goes he goes to trial for and he's guilty of being on trial. <laughs> I need to rewatch that show. Oh, yeah. um, Do you want to take a swing at the plot synopsis? Bumblebee. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, okay, this is Bumblebee. pretty straightforward. It's more so ET, in my opinion. Like, I, so I think it's. I mean, ET and Iron Giant are kind of comparable, anyway. Yeah, yeah it's. It's, yeah. it's. If you've seen ET, if you've seen Iron Giant, you kind of know what you're in for. Um, uh, so Cybertron, it's a planet full of transforming robots, and they're having a civil war between the Decepticons, who are evil uh, because they're named the Decepticons, and the Autobots, who are good. Uh, because they're not that. Uh, yeah. And the Autobots lose, and uh, they scatter as uh, any, you know, the, you know, Optimus Prime leads a, 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 a long march into the <laughs> galaxy and the uh, scatters to the hills. And oh, yeah. um, he sends Bumblebee to the humble planet Earth to establish a base here um, and involve humanity in this galactic civil war. Thanks, buddy. Um yeah. Bumblebee arrives on Earth. He crash lands into John Cena and his team of of troop men who yeah. are uh, doing paintball training in yeah, at some point dude. in the seventies or early eighties. And um, uh, they, of course, immediately attack this unfamiliar entity that means them no harm. And then uh, not Starscream comes out of nowhere and throws him off okay, a cliff. I was going to ask if that was yeah. Starscream or one of the okay, Starscream okay. clothes. 
So there's a lot of like weird shit going on with the production of this movie. Like right, like so this was t- late 2018. Um, the preceding movie, The Last Night, which uh, not not to be confused with Travis Knight, it was um, <laughs> pretty much the going to be the last in the tra- tra- franchise. Travis the White Knight. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. That was that's pretty much the last movie that uh Michael Bay directed, which is just a little bit strange because like even if it's not doing well critically, it's still pretty fucking good in uh the box office, at least in so China money. especially. Yeah. And uh but immediately after this, they the, the um Hasbro with their fucking AllSpark Pictures company, they they're like, "Okay, we're going to reestablish Transformers." We're gonna try to reboot it, and then then that turned into a whole weird debacle where where everyone's like, okay, so it, it's gonna be like a whole other. But then, um, Michael Bay stays on as executive producer, and uh, so it's calling into question what what is this movie exactly going to be, and uh, the result is kind of wishy washy with the rest of the film franchise because. I don't know. It, it's it's a, it's 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 that weird nether zone you get when when a, when when the studio thinks a franchise is kind of losing steam and they need to refresh it, but they mm-hmm. know that the iconography and the existing audience for the previous iteration uh they don't want to lose them, but they also want to bring new people in and 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 keep them getting stale. So you get these weird half measure like not even a soft reboot, but they change up the tone and they play fast and loose with the continuity. Yeah, this, oh this, yeah. This movie definitely felt like an attempt to um uh re jet yeah, it's kind of gently rebrand what these movies are about, what their tone is, who their audience is. Um Yeah. I remember it, being confused when this movie dropped because um the trailer uses like the they do like that epic trailer thing where they turn the reverb up. You know, usually for a song, but it was for mm-hmm. Bernie Mac, like talking about Bumblebee, and I was really yeah. confused. What? Because I'm like, yeah, Ber- no. If you've in the first Transformers movie, Bernie Mac is like the previous owner of Bumblebee. Oh, yeah, right. he's, he's, he's in the car, in the car lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he owns the car lot that that Bumblebee's on, and he's like, this car is the best car in the whole <laughs> damn world. Uh, all you right, gotta treat it with voice. respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. No shader ever got between me and Bumblebee. Yeah, that is my Bernie Mac voice. Are you questioning a bias? <laughs> yeah, that's that's too? pretty good. However, no, I'm, I don't, I'm making I don't a think Christine you can. Uh... <laughs> okay, but anyway, um, so again, like this, the whole like measures that this movie tries to do in establishing itself as a story is extremely in between, and we're still sort of having the consequences of that in this film and also in the next one which is apparently the sequel uh transformers rise of the beast or they're where they're just like well uh we've, we've done everything else let's let's do beast wars let's 90s nostalgia the new hotness let's let's what do if, a beast wars movie what if it what if it was transformers rise of the breasts well that's what um oh hmm. i'd be in what if they all had yeah, just man can a robot have tits yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess allow uh, me they, to talk about RC. Uh, <laughs> RC. Yeah. There's like um, and actually in in that that's sort of like another whole thing about this movie is that like um, so stylistically, 
It's not Michael Bay anymore, no. even though he's producer. It's whatever. But it's Travis Knight of it's Son Chili of Phil Knight. Um, yeah, that's Chili T hey, directing Chili this tea. movie. And uh, there's a lot more um, bare male chest in this movie than there is, like, and I don't think that there's a single sexy I, woman in this. I think this movie was deliberately... Um, meant to to because it was the late 2010s yeah, and it's and it's what we're doing is we're like the studios like finally notice that women can also be autistic nerds and yeah. we're trying to figure yeah. out how to make movies for them yeah and so this is the attempt to make a transformers movie that women would like yeah so I think. right off the bat the, the smith's needle drop is fine because like it works yeah. for me mm-hmm um, but anyways, uh, yeah, to complete, off, Liz, to, to, to no, complete no, the concise plot summary, and then we'll just, we'll just loop back and, and, and kind of work through it. Um, uh, a wounded bumblebee, uh, basically it's like Iron Giant. He's got a dent in his head. He doesn't remember who he is. He, he goes into low power mode, turns into a Volkswagen Beetle, which I think he was in the original cartoon yeah right? that was the exact like original form of bumblebee and he yeah. had a cybertronian form which is kind of like inspired the opening bit to the movie too and uh but that's not that's kind of like another thing about what this movie sort of borrows from that we'll get into yeah it's it's bit. trying to be whereas like because the bay movies i think are Bay probably just was like, oh, this is like gay shit for babies. And he did everything mm. he could to divorce those movies make from that epic. and make them like cool for 15 year old boys. Oh, yeah. Um, and this movie's like, oh, no, we like the Transformers and your 80s childhood memories. Um, uh, so uh, Bumblebee just, yeah, he's a uh, just, just kind of goes to goes into a coma, basically, yeah. as a Im as a car. Important. Important point though, he also had his voice box ripped out. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They're explaining why in like the original movies if he talks through the radio, which again is a, a thing that just comes from the movie Christine. Um yeah. Uh where uh so anyway, yeah, he's a he's a car just rusting away in a coma basically, and then Haley Steinfeld, uh Charlie is uh, kind of what you expect for this kind of movie. Like we're definitely in quasi Spielberg territory. Oh yeah. Uh, her, her oh. dad died. She, her dad died. Uh, she used to be a really skilled diver and she worked on this, uh, first gen Corvette with her dad. Um, and she, so she's like a gearhead cool girl who listens to the Smiths and doesn't shower very often. Yeah. She has um, fucking, she wears and, Elvis Costello shirts. She has a uh, joy division and violent. Yeah. She, she's, she's walls. the coolest girl in 1987. Um, and, uh, her, her mom has since remarried a guy who's just like a nice dork, um, mm. who doesn't understand her. Uh, her mom is Bobby Hill and she has a shitty, annoying younger brother, yeah. From this new relationship named Otis, which who the fuck names their kid Otis? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> another. That's, that's a backwoods. Uh, it's the thirties ass. Name. I do have a cousin named Otis. I know, however, I know who names people Otis. Otis Redding's mom. Yeah, well, yeah, Otis but Redding. like, okay, who? What? What white family in nineteen in the nineteen eighties names their kid Otis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it would be cool if they're like jazz, like early like jazz. Uh, heads. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that, that, just yeah, white jazz people. That would be that'd yeah. be really funny. Um, so Charlie she needs Mingus Watson. She can't get her 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 dad's 
project Corvette up and running uh, and she needs a new car. Her parents are out of touch. They don't, they, they're, they're, they're trying to give her like helmets with daisies on them and like lame self-help books, you know, but like the power of smiling. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I'm sad and I'm cool. Uh, yeah. So cool. she decides she needs a car so she doesn't have to get around on like an incredibly shitty moped. Uh, so she works part time cool. at this. Uh, oh, she's mm-hmm. also like bullied by a, a flock of mean girls and a cool guy. And there's like a, a an awkward, uh, again, another trend of this era, the, uh, the, 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 the black side character. character who's really like kind of spastic and awkward. Um, yeah. This, it, it pops up in the power Rangers movie too, where oh, we, we had one in Jurassic world falling. Jurassic Kingdom recently. world. Yeah. yeah. Um, Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah. Detective yeah, well, Pikachu. Straight up. Yeah. And uh, this, this archetype is is I don't I wouldn't say like brand new, but still established ongoing. now. It's very ongoing. twenty. Yeah, yeah. Very a product of the twenty tens. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, so she works part because she's a gearhead. She she kind of like sort of works or interns or hangs out at this garage, at this like scrapyard garage with a, a grumpy but basically good hearted old man. And it's her uncle. Oh, yeah. It's her her uncle. Yeah. It's like a throwaway line where they mention he's her uncle, though. Um, And he just lets her have this shitty old Volkswagen Beetle. Um, And then she takes it home and and, uh, uh, it wakes up and surprise, it's a Transformer. But he can't talk and he has no memory of who he is. There's even a scene where she's trying to fix him and she knocks loose a hologram of Optimus Prime explaining what his deal is just like just like a new hope it's exactly like a a new hope hope. with uh with uh when luke's fucking around with r2d2 um yeah and uh yeah yeah so basically the middle of the movie oh yeah uh uh when she turns him on he sends out a signal and two decepticons hanging out on like yeah uh Pluto or something. It's uh, uh, Angela Bassett and Justin Thoreau. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Shat, shatter and dropkick. I, I see. I, I liked this movie so much that I remember the character names. Oh, nice. So they, they get the message. They come to earth. Uh, and Seems they like God rolled away from that conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm just I trying to get through the plot summary that. and then we can, so they come to earth, uh, they uh, crash land in a scene that is like slightly reminiscent of like uh, uh, Night of the Creeps or Blob 88. Like you can kind of see the 80s genre movie stuff in here. Sure, yeah. Um, and uh, they they liquefy a redneck, which was kind of cool. Like one of them just, just, just pops his laser gun out and turns this guy into a puddle of KY jelly, which I appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and then they meet with uh, John Cena who is, oh, right, I, I just, so John Cena's pissed because when not Starscream uh, fights Bumblebee, it gets all of his troop buddies killed. And now he hates, like, tr- robot aliens. Uh, so they show up, and him and uh, a guy who's sort of like Brent Spiner in Independence Day uh, have a meeting with them out in the desert, and they're like, uh, people of Earth, we're hunting down a dangerous rebel. Please work with us. And they just immediately trick the American military into helping the bad guys. Um, the the, the military is like played, unlike the Bay movies, the military in this is like played as like a bunch of, a bunch of like malevolent idiots, which I did appreciate uh, also. So they go hunting Bumblebee, and that kind of just happens in the background for the middle of the movie, while it's mostly just uh, Charlie like, 
like uh, developing a friendship with her car and having hijinks and um uh like you know learn learn she learning to smile far. again and uh heal from her trauma <laughs> and then uh you know and like run away from the cops and car chase and stuff then the army shows up and the bad guys show up and and we get our kind of action climaxes uh you know uh they try to put a transmitter on a radio tower. There's a big fight. They get blown up. Uh, you know, the kind of stuff you'd expect. There's a yeah. scene where, like, to emphasize how much this is a lot like the Iron Giant, there's a scene where the troops very slightly hurt Haley Steinfeld, and Bumblebee's eyes go red, and he goes sicko yeah. mode, starts blowing up their hummers. Um, it rocks. They do that in the MCU, too, with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the bad guys are defeated. John Cena learns that like not all robot hashtag not all robots are evil. <laughs> Haley Steinfeld gets her dad's car working. That's like a metaphor for her grief and and healed. And Bumblebee turns into a Camaro and drives off to uh, go be in the 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 first transformers movie to, to go befriend uh, shia labeouf which is a, a real downgrade a real Haley downgrade uh, Haley Steinfeld yeah. is, really is a much more Haley. endearing protagonist uh, like like charlie on and and i'm just gonna stay straight out like as sort of that plot synopsis probably uh kin to that this movie is saturated with like every single like in trend trope you know the 80s yeah. pastiche the you know like you know, the strong female protagonist with like you know the the very uh gender neutral name um constant the light, 80s light needle drops yeah the the needle drops so i mean there's a couple good ones like 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 she is like the cool girl with good taste in music but there's a lot of like because especially because bumblebee talks by scrolling through the radio for snippets it's uh there's a lot of more really on the nose uh needle drops you get your yeah. awe and, and everything and, mm -hmm. and and vaguely i think you could also sort of argue that this film is in a similar sort of category of like you know what sort of like logan tried to do to x-men and you know or, or like joker to a much more you know edgy extreme trying to do this uh more elevated kind of Established. I, I didn't feel like, like there was anything prestige about this movie, though. Like, well, it really that, didn't yeah, feel like it had. You gotta um, also consider how how low the bar is with the yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, I, it, like it is yeah. that type of movie. It's just executed think, just no, very think, competently and yeah. and and and, and endearingly enough that I didn't have a bad time watching it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I hear what you say. No, it's like it's it's using the fact that it's Stranger Things to uh, to en endear itself to the audience and get the the quote unquote bad taste of Bayisms out of people's mouths. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. Even, though I, even though I think that there are, I think that the Mark Wahlberg Transformers are better than this one, but I get why audiences were tired <laughs> of them. Mm, yeah, because every movie looked like that. I think even even though that I think that the Bay movies were doing it better than every other like explosions, action man versus like the phone robot. Um, but certainly fucking better than like I don't know Pacific Rim and like fucking Battle for Los Angeles and everything <laughs> else. Battle Los Angeles, Battle Los Angeles, classic. <laughs> yeah, that movie time. everyone remembers. I mean, it's, it is like, a, it's a little bit, it is, like I said, it's, it's a different movie though. Like it's, it's not 
a big spectacle action movie. Yeah, and I think it's... that's, uh, and maybe in part why the effects are in this movie are actually pretty good. Like, like the CGI oh, yeah. is like pretty, yeah. pretty well composited and well, like the animation has like inertia. There's a lot of, there's I a lot of like, this movie inter- was it, all the robot. Uh, what? I wish that this movie was all the robots. Like, fucking the opening bit on Cybertron is the highlight of the film for me. It felt like Man of Steel, like the very beginning of Man of Steel, and I got which worried is the best for part a of Man of Steel. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it uh, is like, I think yeah. the fact that there isn't as much overall cgi going on in this movie means they could focus more on the effects they did use um, exactly so and there's a there's a lot of like the kind of stuff you used to see in movies uh more in this type of movie where it's like they have real props and things that move and shift and break when the cgi robot moves around that like integrates it into the environment it does not it doesn't have that eyes glaze over marvel sheen where everything's on a green screen all the time um, oh, yeah. And uh, Nicole made a very good point earlier in, in that when, when she mentioned um, Angela Bassett and Justin Thoreau as Shatter and Dropkick, like having don't mention even just mentioning those characters is in itself a testament to what this movie oh, they, is to the are they deep cuts. It's not even no, they're it's not even like they're deep cuts, but it's just like like the fact that these are focused Decepticon characters in comparison to the other Bay movies is, is just like so many times you have so many like grunt characters who are just fucking whatever's get, oh, they, get they all ripped. seem totally interchangeable and like, yeah I, I, I it doesn't matter unless they're like, like, they don't have personality they just get yeah. their faces <laughs> ripped off by optimus prime there's nothing else no other i, I, I do think that that's the worst part about those movies is how quickly they burn through like all of the good transformers characters yeah they'll starscream off in like the first or second movie it's crazy yeah, well, Star Scream, like, Starscream? He's a name character. Yeah, that, that's that's like my dad knows who Starscream is. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And and even in like fucking last night, um, they have like this whole like name circle of just like saying all these De- Decepticon names who they. It seems like they have personalities. It just seems like Michael Bay writing. There's this one dude named fucking. Nitro Zeus, who's like, hey, say hello to your your uh, wife for me, uh, Daniel, when you or some shit like that, and then uh, then then he gets the middle finger, and that's pretty much the end of that Decepticon character. And there's so almost all the characters in those, like even the Autobots and stuff, feel interchangeable. And the the designs are so busy, and the colors kind of again like yeah. Xbox three sixty colors, like you can't. It's hard to keep track of who's yeah, who. You, you get Everything lost is in the so action. fast and noisy. Yeah. Um, Can I can't. You um, the, off of that, sort of, and I think this is where Stu was going with this, because, again, uh, Chili T, aka Travis Knight, he's a Leica guy, so he has a background in animation. Mm-hmm. And he, he even said, like, and, and I think this is sort of kind of one of the keys to why this works surprisingly well is because he very much approached this movie from the perspective of like an animator and and how he you know approached sort of um you know shot compositions how you know characters would interact like 
Um, like I was watching B-roll footage last night before we all hopped on recording and they actually built like a two scale um, bumblebee, like from the torso up for Haley Steinfeld to interact with on set. Um, yeah. Know, I was the, wondering the, if they did. There's a couple shots yeah. where it looks like she's actually like interacting with something physical and not just pantomiming. Yeah. In, in complete yeah, exactly. Air. And you compare uh, this with the B-roll of the last movie, The Last Night. You, Anthony Hopkins is like fucking talking to nothing, and he reacts to nothing. <laughs> when Hopkins. he dies, he, he it's the most awkward fucking thing. He gets exploded by Megatron. He, he doesn't know where Megatron is. He just explodes, and then his like little stunt double old man just like <laughs> flies into the air. Yeah, there's there's like a big difference here. Like, yeah. I think you can really see I love sort how of insanely stupid that, that movie is. <laughs> I, I think you can really see that sort of like animation level kind of care and approach, especially when it comes to like Bumblebee as a character. Like, mm-hmm. um because and I I I love that. Like what if a what if a little guy was a big guy? And they he's he, yeah. I, I love Bumblebee. He's shaped Uh-oh. like a friend. Women found and, out about Transform. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like I, I like they they told like the animators especially that you know because you know with the exception of that opening like 10-15 minutes where you know it's Dylan O'Brien's voice which is it works because you get sort of a you know Wait, the, that was I, Dylan I, O'Brien yeah that was Dylan, Dylan O'Brien, O'Brien. Um, who's Dylan O'Brien? He was in the like the Maze Runner. He was like another. He was Percy. Percy Oh yeah, yeah, just another guy to come out of that YA adaptation era. The Maze Runner, man. Yeah, I saw that movie and I remember almost nothing about it. Uh, Yeah, so Zoomer, pretty boy. So because Bumblebee is basically just rendered mute for the remaining ninety, eighty-five percent of the movie. You know, with the exception of once he figures out how to use like the radio and like the tape deck to communicate, like all you have to rely on in establishing a connection between like not only just Bumblebee and uh, and Charlie, but like Bumblebee in the audience is, mm-hmm. you know, pure physicality. So the animators did like a lot of work on like the eyes and like the irises. Like you'll see he has these big like, you know, cat eyes. Like it, it very much reminded me of all those sort of like, uh, studies i would read in like grad school about like like why people are so into like anime girls and sort of the discourse around like well it's the big eyes and how that reflects like empathy like an environmental sort of like strategy of like cuteness and and so you you know you you see that like he'll look like you can tell when he looks sad you can tell when he's excited um so it's like yeah, it's like that's and that's the sort of thing that like I can see an animation director really emphasizing that I don't think a person who is just directing a live action movie with that's mostly CG would really right. understand or, yeah. or get, get get at. Like, that, so it's, it's that would touch. Just like... He's got the he's Travis Knight, he got the touch. Yeah, he got the ch- touch. Michael Bay would uh I think there would be times where he would be like, okay, I'm, he points at this character, he says, I want this one to die, this one to live, I want this one to die, this one to live. And uh, it's, it's very interesting that this movie uh, is a Spielberg-esque, because yeah. like, the well, was, very original one... He was a one, producer. Yeah, 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 I always forget he's for been a producer on this franchise since the beginning. 
since the very beginning and he's kind of the one who like brought in some of the kind of better aspects of the franchise like he pictured the original movie to be a story about a boy in his car and he wanted to, the focus to be uh shia labeouf wit wiki uh be and bumblebee like and he specifically said hey you gotta put bumblebee in this uh, oh, so this this is almost the movie that the first one would have been if it had been like Spielberg absolutely, directing absolutely. it himself or something. Okay, that's that to makes a, a lot of to sense. A point, yeah. Um, I do think it's funny that like the that like a a white rapper made the most soulful Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not it's, crazy about this movie, but no, I do well, I do think all the best things about it come from the fact that like a guy who got starstruck like seeing mm -hmm. Method Man or like old dirty bastard <laughs> drop mm -hmm. in the nineties, like fucking yeah there's it's like if ginger there's... baker made a fucking <laughs> yeah, like, like, made like the best marvel movie ever he made a, a, the best spider-man yeah <laughs> it would be like it would be like if they got vanilla ice to direct a batman and it just like leagues better than every other batman movie <laughs> This is, I mean, again, I don't want to overhype this movie, but it's just like it, it, it has all the elements you expect of, of a, a big studio franchise movie from 2018. There's just it's undergirded by a level of craft that you don't see in this type of movie. Yeah. Very often and I would anymore. also say it's also very endearing. Yeah. I think I, I walked away feeling very endeared. I'm not above admitting I got misty eyed at a couple places. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'm a sensitive person like that. Th there were some moments that were so corny, I just cackled. Like, yeah. at the the big ending sequence, because her whole thing was like she was a like a, a dive, like like she did like pool yeah. diving. She, and she then, had like a de de Deus Ex Machina. Like, yeah, she yeah she hasn't done it since her dad died. And at the very end of the movie, uh, there's like this dam breaks and this dry dry uh dry dock is flooded, and Bumblebee is like in the water and she dives off this radio tower where the yeah, the bad guy plot device was and that's yeah, her me, big me, moment me. just diving off this tower into the water and and swimming down to where bumblebee is and and i was i was it was silly i just i just thought i was like oh okay already. that's where we work the fucking yeah. diving thing is like all right yeah. uh, me, my, me and my 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 dad was a proud crane operator and he was teaching me to be a crane operator <gasps> Uh, Bumblebee is in the middle of these containers. I gotta use my skills as a crane <laughs> operator. Get him out of this. That's that's funny because that exact thing happens in Resident Evil Four. <laughs> Bumblebee's in Resident Evil. Holy no, shit! There is there's like literally a scene where the where where like Leon's like fuck. How do I like operate a crane? And then like the fucking like teenage girl yeah, that he's escorting yeah, yeah, yeah. is like. I of course you don't know how to operate a crane. Yeah. Like, oh oh yeah. Love, yeah. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, well, well, we'll get to that. Actually, I'll be playing that for Nicole in the relatively yeah, near playing, future. Playing I've been playing through um, the remake; it's good. Yeah, the, I, re I, the I, remake I just, seems seems good. It's just like one of those things where Resident Evil Four is already so good, and the remake yeah. still seems like so fundamentally close to what Resident Evil Four is. Where it's sort of like in a weird space yeah, that way. You, you just sort of like kick people harder. It seems. Yeah. No, they 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 just tweaked like a few a few things about the gameplay. So like like uh, um, all of you like for example like your knife has durability. Um, mm -hmm. your uh all, like you you fucking you can upgrade shit faster. You can like they they tweak the merchant a little bit. 
It's just it's literally just like New Game Plus for Resident Evil. Bumblebee yeah, is yeah. made cuter, and Bumblebee in the, in this movie, his design is is like very specifically G one, or that's, they, they that's did, how yeah, the they original franchise was cute. Called. He's got a little head with big eyes. Yeah, yeah. he's all rounded. He's made he's to. Big, he's he, a little guy, but but big. I'm just I'm yeah. just waiting for Nicole to say he's Ken. I was just about to say, you know what? I'm going to coin this thing. It's it's the Ken effect. And it, it it has a direct correlation into how, because this is this is why I ended up enjoying Guardians 2, is because Baby Groot, I, I got the Ken effect from fucking uh, Baby Groot. I know, close to groaning we, we, right we, now. We played but, through Shadow of the Colossus, and one yeah. of the Colossi was vaguely cat-like, and she was like, and it's I, Ken. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm so I'm coining this. It's it's the Ken effect. If if something on screen reminds me of my son, I am immediately endeared because that's like that's it's like a it's like the relationship between like a parent and a child. You know, you love your baby. So if it taps mm. into that, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I I, I love my son. Right. <laughs> my dumb orange son who eats plastic and won't stop eating grass. <laughs> <laughs> he's so dumb i love uh, him if, if ken was a man he'd be like he he'd be buff and nobody he never goes to the, to the gym and he oh, always just, just like he walks in the glass total himbo that that yeah. boy he is an absolute himbo he got nothing going on in that little little brain of his and that's that's why he's so good because he's just full of love and the desire to like eat plastic <laughs> <laughs> he only loves plastic. He loves plastic. It's an extension of his love. I, I um, mean, yeah, there there are a lot of I mean there are a lot of really cute bumblebee moments. Like I love sort of like the the establishing like that establishing scene, uh the meet cute mare dare I say, after you know Bumblebee reveals himself not to it, be just like a, a Volkswagen. This movie feels like as I, much as um, the... that and Okay. Yeah, because I know where you're going to and I, I do want to discuss that. Uh, because I I am a freak like that, but okay. but mm. um yeah like he he like crawls into the corner. Uh, there's like the the scene on the beach where like she's you know teaching him. All right, you know if, if someone's coming and you you know and you gotta he hide, what do you gotta rock. do? Yeah, he hides behind the rock. It's it's really it's there. There are a lot of like painstakingly cute moments that you know I I think a lot yeah. of. You know, could definitely read, you know, more uh, cynically in another context where it just feels like it's, you know, doing that to gauge an emotion out of you. But it worked for me because, uh, I don't know, the just I, I buy into it. And I, I think yeah. that's also competent craftsmanship in a solid cast. I, I also yeah. just, yes, Haley Steinfeld, we didn't really get to um, talk about her when we did uh, Spider-Verse, but she's, you know, she's an Oscar nominated actress. She does great work. I have, ha she did another movie. Um, I think it was either the year before this, uh, Edge of 17. Oh yeah, I just said it. Yeah, which I, I liked her in. She's just, she's very hard not to enjoy or relate to. <laughs> You know who else is in this movie? Oh yeah, yeah, John, John Cena, the Marine, Agent John Cena, who I thought was kind of funny in this because they do play him. They're like he is like the dumb meathead troop guy. I like uh, John Cena. He's, uh, he's you know he uh, uh, 
I, I I'm I'm sorry. Another groan from Cole. I I like him in in the Suicide Squad. I like him as Peacemaker. Uh, I, no, I, he I talks like, so bad. He's so fucking stupid. Oh, I liked him in this movie. It's it's easily like a role that I think. I didn't you know, hate him like, in this, but I hate him as Peacemaker because he plays him like a joke, and it's like. But, kind but like sort of you know not quite a case of like stunt casting because I uh you know I I think a lot of. Like John Cena probably wouldn't have been entirely out of place in like the Bayformers movie either. Like I can see no, no, because he had a, a while those. in his career there. He was doing yeah. like the Marine, like these kind of dumb yeah. action movies aimed at like the meathead audience. But like he he works as the guy doing self parody. He he he's, yeah, he's, it's he's very not he's, he's he's solid at it. Um. I did get it. It's and it's kind of like a, an on the nose lampshady line. But I did. I was amused when they're like the U.S. military is like collaborating with the bad guys, and then he's like, "What? Are you sure we can trust these guys? I mean, they're called the Decepticons." Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're too dumb to realize they've been. Well, uh, their their whole bad. thing, like the colonel in charge, is like, "Well, you know what we're going to do? So we'll we'll work with these guys because they like helped us invent the internet." Which is just something they kind of do in the background, trying to find Bumblebee. Uh, and then once they kill the other alien, we'll just kill them and rip them apart and do experiments on them. So again, like un- unlike Bayformers, which is just like deep throating the U.S. Army constantly, uh, this yeah. movie really does make the 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 military out to, to be malevolent and stupid. Um, yeah, that's that's a thing. I, I, don't know, I think that's what the Bayformers movies do as well. Well, that's that's a thing I wanted to because I know the Transformers franchise is kind of infamous for being sort of one of the big franchise, you know, along with, you know, particular movies in the MCU for, you know, getting a lot of DOD funding. And I think that's that's um, as far as I know, the the case for like DOD funding of a movie really directly correlates to. Um, you know, if, if there's or there are scenes uh, where you're supposed to be showing like an actual branch of the military or like, you know, their, their weaponry. Cause uh, as I understand it, like if you, if like a film production wants to have a scene uh, where there are a bunch of like tanks, you either got to, you know, collaborate with the military or like find a private buyer and private. Yeah, like a, like a guy who runs more, like a, like yeah, a weird that collector is more expensive guy. And mm-hmm. the DOD will cut you some, uh, you know, deals. So I I actually couldn't find I'm maybe I didn't dig hard enough but if this and I uh, people look through the credits for me shout out to Jenny in her Discord for doing a lot of work there for me but oh thanks um, Jenny thank you Jenny but um yeah apparently the only sort of credited arm of the government and probably was the Department of the Interior uh and the the I forget what the the name of the um government agency John Cena works for is but it, it's not oh, real it's, oh, it's the fake yeah it's the yeah. fake agency that is like shows up in the the bay movies i think this is supposed to be like their origin story um so Stu, do we want to do we want to revisit an earlier point i interrupted yes so uh as, as much as there's a nominal romantic interest who is like you know awkward and devoid of riz and gets a kiss on the cheek at the end of the movie (laughs) yeah um the real romance here is i was watching this movie because there's that scene where she's like 
intimately playing doctor with Bumblebee, and, and I thought, is there, is there something romantic, yeah. something sexual? What, what's, and, what's and, going and on here? A, uh, a quote. I got the quote. Quote from the writer. Christina Hodgson, who okay. yeah. uh, will go on to write uh, Birds of Prey, a movie I actually really like. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, The Flash. Um, the Flash. Isn't she the also Flash. on... Captain Marvel or the Marvels? No, no, no. no. She was. Uh, oh, I she's got a wire. No, she's, she's dodging that bullet. The Marvels. I got, a, I got my uh, superhero Meyer movie flop wires crossed there. Yeah. By the by the way, guys, we will be doing a bonus episode on sort of the the current shit storm of stuff, and I'm also in the middle of reading that. Uh, I'm just gonna say it's a terrible uh, book, The Reign of the MCU, so <laughs> coming soon to our Patreon. Oh my god! Um, but Christina Hodgson, she said, uh, and I quote. Pretty early on, I knew I wanted to tell the story of two broken people who are healing each other. So the broken girl and the broken car kind of felt like a romantic notion. Uh, this is, this is a soft I love, I love girl women. car fucker movie. Oh, this yeah. is no. This is how women get horny. This they is how imagine, women get into transformers. No, they imagine themselves like having like like. Fixing a a broken like boy that's also kind of a baby, and yeah. th- this is this is eighty percent of cis women's sexuality. And it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. You're not. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I can I'm, fix him literally with a I, wrench and a ratchet. <laughs> yeah. No, there is absolutely a like undercurrent of I'm I'm, I'm of a, a certain paraphilia going on here that yeah. you know you can you can definitely read into uh i i i made the terrible i probably even shouldn't have you ever, it, you ever see that this, documentary but... about the guys that that fuck cars uh my strange addiction <laughs> where the guys no no like, no there was one that was just about guys that fuck cars uh no and there that's... was two of them there was like one guy who was like he fucked cars, but he had like the car he was in love with, and he was like almost monogamous with it. And otherwise, he was like a normal guy. And then there's the other guy that's like the other guy where it's like even when they're trying to film this documentary, he couldn't. This, the other guy couldn't help himself. He's like out in the parking lot in the middle of the night, jerking off on the SUV the the production <laughs> used. <laughs> so it's like, Wait, yeah, like not even his car. Yeah, no, no. It was, he just like she so had like a a a, nor- a guy who's mostly normal aside from the car fucking thing, and then a guy who like anytime he sees a car he likes, he like runs over to jerk off on it, even if it's like the middle of the day and there's people oh around, and he God. just can't, can't help himself. It's like it's a documentary hey. from like the the two thousands. Uh, it's very funny if you if if you can uh, find it. Um, yeah, but in, interspersed with like the Transformers fandom, there was one very particular um, figure in the 90, late 90s who was really against Beast Wars. Her name was Raksha, and she was uh, she came to Transformers conventions with uh, her giant, uh, uh, like, her, her python, the giant, like, yellow python, like, around her neck and everything, and she was, like, Holy sexually shit. attracted to Britney Megatron. Spears. Yeah. Uh, she was sexually attracted attracted to Megatron, but as soon as the 2007 movie uh, re- released, there was like, I think two people, two women who were like really into Optimus Prime specifically, and one of them got to fuck uh, the prop used car. Oh my god! Holy shit! That's okay. incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, the legend goes she she lost her two front teeth somehow in doing that. Holy what what the fuck did she do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it, it went it went too 
too fucking it went places i guess uh, uh, that's the type of love i can never experience but i suppose i suppose but like there's always been transformers girls yeah. like going yeah. back i mean not that she's like that kind of not that she's like a kind of but like my big sister loved that show as a kid like there was mm-hmm. always and i know there's there's like um i, I literally stopped breathing when you, when you segued i'm just saying like that's an example of like like <laughs> girls also watch that cartoon in the 80s which yeah. means some of them are gonna yeah. be the same Turned type of perverts. weird perverted autists that you see with other things and nicole type um, women like, as I, said. I feel like i've never actually that's not true i would fuck a transformer I've seen hysterical examples of of horny Transformers fan fiction clearly written by women. They want to fuck Starscream. If you guys had to fuck one Transformer, which one would you fuck? Um, well, I guess it'd have to be RC because that's like the only girl one. No, there's there's a bunch of girl ones. So there's a bunch of girl ones. I, 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 I abstain because I can't. I I don't have the familiarity to answer this question in a formative way. <laughs> you can just say Bumblebee. But, but no, because that's my son. But no, I do. I do want also Stu. I think. Or, or Cole, I think you were right in in pegging sort of the the you know I can fix him. <laughs> I, I, I know the the I can fix him kind of thing. But I also think it's it sort of plays into that sort of like Beauty and the Beast kind of fantasy a little bit, where you know it's it just the, I, at least that's kind of what I can read. I mean, I feel like part it. of like the Beauty and the Beast fantasy though is the Beast has to be a little scary, and nothing about Bumblebee is scary. He's, yeah, nothing, he's, that's he's the harmless. thing. Nothing he's about a, Bumblebee he's a, is scary. He's, for, he's shaped for like a, a man fringe. made of metal. He's a soft boy. Oh yeah, he's a little baby boy. Yeah, he's a roundy boy. Um, but um, no, I I I will admit I did uh, trying to find just funny fan art to post on Twitter to be like, this is what we're doing this week. I searched Bumblebee not safe for work, and I really shouldn't have. So then I searched Bumblebee <laughs> inflation, and that came with a much much funnier. Hold results. on a minute. No, I want to see what um, what, what happens. Bumblebee it is. It is. It is. Work. There was one person. A lot of it was just like the same art style. So there was one person just gooning their shit to this movie, mm. just an insane amount. I, hmm, you know, interestingly, I think, I think you're gonna, you, you're probably one of those Starscream girls, Nicole. Like we just, don't I, like I can see that, yeah. Especially like, <laughs> like, uh, like more modern Starscream, where they incorporate, yeah. where they like give him like a kitten heel. In yeah, his Steve le- yeah. Bloom, the oh, Starscream. They, 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 they want queenie? him. He's queenie. He's queenie. Yes, he is. He is absolutely queenie. I, I like a queenie guy. Yeah. Uh, I think voices like are a big part of it. Like I think wi- yeah. oh, maybe yeah. a bit more so than men. Women just like a sexy voice will just it suffuse yeah. everything else. Yeah. Isn't that why, like, because uh, I know there have been, like, other sort of, like, like, I don't know why Pinhead was the first thing to come to mind of, like, figures or just, like, a lot of, like, 80s horror villains. Mm, like, like There were, like, people <laughs> who wanted to... <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, and I'm not talking about me here, so I don't, I don't want to fuck we Pinhead. Are. I don't want to fuck Freddy Krueger. You're the t- you're the center of the conversation here, Nicole. <sighs> God damn it! I mean, I don't it, think you want to fuck Pinhead. I think you want to fuck like like if Pinhead had like a little gay sidekick. <laughs> <you wanna fuck laughs> 
Okay. Nicole wants to yeah, fuck Butterball. Which is it's so funny oh, that Clive no. Barker actually called him that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but he, you name a thing what it looks like, and that guy looks like a butterball. We gotta create the create the cutest Cena bite, and then that's it's gonna be <laughs> the cute, just... the, the most like by Shonen Cena bite. <laughs> yeah, the Fujoshi Cena bite. But I mean, no, I I also kind of picked up a little on. Like, cause this is, this is 2018. This was also the year Shape of Water came out. So I think a lot of sort of, uh, like object kind of shit. That? I, you, as long <laughs> yeah, as you don't I'm, say I'm, anything I'm bad about guest. it. Let's do it. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Before I, <laughs> I like the scene. I, 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 it's, it's now long deleted, but when that movie was coming out before I actually knew almost anything about it. I remember making a post, which is, I saw the shape of water, and it turns out the water is shaped like a dick. And I had no idea how right I was. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I remember watching that movie, knowing nothing about it going in, and the, the lead actress looks a lot like my German teacher at the time. Sally Hawkins. And, and the movie just, like, opens on her cranking one out of the bag. Yeah. And I was... Yeah, I love that. Off she, no, because she looks exactly like my high school German teacher. So I was like, we're, I was like, oh, we're gonna. Too. I don't want to think about <laughs> about the Frau like that, dude. I don't want to. I don't. Das Bathschnicken. I, I, I don't. I don't want to think, think about this. You're too late. I I I'm pretty sure you, that that's been going around like. I I'm not, I'm, I know you too well, Cole. I don't know. That's true. I, you, I, I, let's move on. Women are perverts. Yeah, Women are disgusting perverts. <laughs> do, do we have anything other, uh, other burning things we want to yes. talk about before oh, yeah. we so, close it out? So, um, so we just want to say, or I think I want to bring up, um, uh, Again, like among the many differences, I'm gonna just gonna like go mm-hmm. kind of speedball sure. every every one of these. Um, we keep, kept saying not Starscream at the at the beginning because um, pretty much th- that's not Starscream at all. That was a whole other character. Wait, just um, he's a jet. That's just what I meant. He's a jet who is black and red and gray. But, and everyone in the fan base thought that that was going to be Starscream because that was, like, one of the only things that people saw out of the first trailer. And even some, like, official fucking uh, Paramount blog said, oh yeah, this is Starscream. That's Starscream right there. And so it, it had to took, it had to take Chili Tea to fucking uh, come up and say, no, nah, that's not actually Starscream. That's Blitzwing who is predominantly, like, purple and beige, like, across media. And this is just, like, but... Is he one of the Starscream, re- like, repaints that they did? Like, uh, they no, just... not even. He's the one who trans into, turns into both into a jet and a tank. But what the fuck? Oh, That's so much like cooler. Than yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, hell yeah. They didn't want to do that apparently. And uh but that's just another representation of just how many like weird wishy-washy things there is to this movie. Like Megatron is not in this because in the original film he's like frozen in the Hoover Dam. Like that's a big plot point and um Oh that, yeah. That fucking little underling that uh 
that's under John Cena is uh, Agent Simmons. He's played by John Turturro in the Michael Bay movies. Like he's a he's the most important human character. Oh, that's supposed to be the above. same guy. That's the same guy. Yeah, and um, I don't know what what they were like trying to pull and and they both wanted to do a soft reboot, but at the same time, um, Bumblebee get loses his voice to not Starscream and. That's something that Megatron does in the first um, Transformers movie. Like they they mentioned, oh yeah, Megatron took took away uh, Bumblebee's voice, and now that's why he's got to do uh, that thing. But I don't know. It, this this whole movie's extremely wishy washy about what is. Yeah, that, I mean that's but, the thing is is as much as this movie kind of won me over, it it is still like everything about it would be better if it wasn't. Like like any movie, like any of these movies, like if if it wasn't locked in the grip of this wider mm-hmm. franchise, like if it wasn't yeah. beholden to all of this canon and marketing and obligation to tie neatly into all this other stuff, it would be a stronger movie for it. Um, yeah, and that that's that's another thing. Like a lot of people, including Cole here, says that uh, the best part is the Cybertron uh, sequences, and honestly. For for this to be like a better sort of like standalone movie, honestly, I think going harder on the ET angle and showing a little bit more, giving more mystery to the wider spectrum of Transformers by not including the Cybertron sequences, I think that would have been better. No, know. that would be fair because in my head, it's like I'm in my head. I just want like a two hour long. Uh, version of the the war for cybertron trailer that has the the tool yeah. spin-off band absolutely it. and like that's my ideal transformers movie is just is two out if you want to see something hard as shit chat check out the it's the war for cybertron i think it's the e3 e3 trailer yeah it's and pretty fucking good the it's set to uh it's set to a uh, song by Pushifer, who is the the, the <laughs> tool guy james james maynard keenan's band with mia jovovich on vocals mm-hmm. Oh, that's who's yeah. in that. I didn't know uh, Mia Jovovich was in that. Uh, my 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 little sister yeah. used to listen to them a bunch. That's why, yeah, they. <laughs> that's why all the tool the tool guys did the soundtrack for all the later Resident Evil movies uh, oh. under the the project uh, Cage the Elephant, not Cage yeah. the Elephant. What the fuck is the Cage what the fuck is the band thousands bands? Whatever. The fuck? Uh, no, they have like a they have an album called like Eat the Elephant, which is why I got the perfect, perfect circle. circle. Uh, perfect yeah, you know, my my little sister was was <laughs> into all of those tool adjacent projects. Uh, I love tool. I love smoking weed. Like out of high school. <laughs> um, I just I didn't know Mila, uh, Mia Jovovich was involved with Pusifer. I didn't know that. We're oh, we're yeah. we're gonna have fun when we do the the Resident Evil movies uh, in the near yeah. future. Yeah, no, actually, I love I love those movies. I adore those movies so much because they're so dumb. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I do want to address like as much as this movie basically won me over, it is still ultimately like your childhood toys will heal your trauma. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And you know, like just the, the re- retreating into. Those happy, fuzzy memories of sitting on the couch with your Hot Wheels or whatever are the road to like healing and self improvement and happiness and fulfillment. And it got me thinking about how, you know, Transformers uh, was one of kind of a first era of toy commercial cartoons. Uh, when, mm-hmm. when these, they had all these rules about marketing to kids that were repealed 
under Reagan in the 80s and led to like G.I. Yeah. Joe, Transformers, Thundercats. Uh, uh, I, Joe I, I think he, yeah, G.I. Joe's, uh, it's fun. I, I, I like how there, there was like a, a cool thing about the story, like going on in the cartoon. Um, I think He Man was sort of the first one out of those to be like, okay, this is post Reagan or middle of Reagan. Uh, toy commercial show yeah and i mean it's like a full year before uh transformers it's it's one of those things where at their best like kind of like this movie where like competent craftsmen and and creative people can make something at least kind of good in spite of the conditions under which they're making it you know yeah and that's sort of the allure to transformers is that like at the core of it there's really good storytelling just like depending on where you look like sure the most popular like and aspects and films and whatever are is are kind of detract from that but then again you have like the marvel the original marvel comic series which has just fucking insane storytelling and just conflicts oh, yeah. and morals and shit like that that i really want to talk about in my own fucking podcast someday. yeah well it's this weird but, uh, d- double-edged sword because on one hand it's it's kind of like the it's almost like a triumph of the human spirit where in spite of being like on some level you're being forced to make a toy commercial you make something with some kind of artistic or entertainment craftsmanship merit um, mm-hmm. uh, but on the other hand, it's like, it also means that, you know, if, if you're in an, you know, in this era where it's like, if you want to make anything creative at any kind of level, it has to, t- it seems like it has to tie into franchise stuff and branding, but it also, the mm-hmm. flip side of that is when you make something good, like when you make a good ad, you're reinforcing the advertising, the, the, the complex. Absolutely. Kinda. So it's, 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 and, a, and that's like a, a finger trap kind of. That's a problem to like both this and just the rest of the like any particularly good Marvel movies is that like or like the Lego movie the or uh, yeah you know, any anything yeah. that's subordinate to a, a a franchise or a brand um, mm-hmm. suffers this problem where where I, I almost feel guilty when I do enjoy it uh almost yeah or that, I mean, that's a it's me like thing like it's, i'm not saying you should because your your guilt is irrelevant um mm-hmm. but it, it it um it, it does get me thinking about how starting in the 80s you know because not just with the the nexus of 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 toys and cartoons and extended branding but then you get stuff like nintendo power magazine and and, and all these things you create from a very very young age these really strong psychic bonds between uh people and brands and corporations to the point now you've got like 40 year old men Mm -hmm. that love nintendo they don't just like love a given zelda game or given mario game they love nintendo the system um they the system the franchise the the, the, the corporation long-running yeah uh and 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 people loving corporations and loving brands just in general, like, like, like I see that, you know, with people where they're like, you know, they're like a big, uh, you know, like that. I'm a Disney adult, so I'm going to watch like every Disney cartoon and kind of try to want to like all of them because they're Disney. Like it's kind of the cart is before the horse with their relationship to this mm-hmm. stuff. And that I do think ultimately like, like that's a bad thing. Like, like, like that, that's very manipulative and very powerful to get at people at a really young age and, and, and make them 
e- emotionally connected to just a, a corporate entity. Yeah, the the consumption of a little bit of art for a whole lot of um, just unrenewable uh, money in the pocket sort of material that doesn't really matter to in the grand scheme of anyone else but the minds of those that this product has captured you know yeah yeah it's like as time goes on and and as all of these products and and uh, and these brands they they're they're kind of competing for like sp- space in the the mass psyche it it like a mm-hmm. like a i'm going to use this metaphor loosely but it almost feels like uh psychic colonization like disney wants to own as much as they can is every single person's brain, right? Their mind mm-hmm. space, their just awareness of their brands and their products. Um, even it seems like sometimes above and beyond whatever real profit or money you make out of it. It's just how yeah. much can we say people are paying attention to Disney and Marvel and ABC and uh, Skylanders or whatever fucking brand. Like the, like the brand is almost elevated above the level of a commodity. To, to something else, something uh, 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 almost uh, cultish or deistic. Yeah, and so that's why I like that. And right here, we're we're talking about all these like different perspectives. We have uh, Nicole, who has no connection to Transformers at all. She yeah. uh, loves it. Loves how cute Bumblebee I is. She, loving it's a, the it's a Ken. It's a Ken. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the, big the Ken. Whole pathos of this movie, like is pretty effective i'm i'm more for the logos of this like i'm uh kind of a old whole fan of the franchise because i like it beyond a toy commercial even though i'm still adding it chipping into a toy commercial yeah no i'm not and i'm not trying to be like shitty about it like you're a dumbass for falling no, for no, it or no. something um like that's just all the things we like are or or can enjoy or or anything creative that's made for more than $10 can't escape the nexus of capitalism, but it's, yeah. it's still worth yeah. at yeah. least being cognizant of the forces at work. Yeah. And that's why it's very interesting how Chili T himself is a Transformers fan. You can, and it definitely shines through whether it's just like the obviously original cartoon designs to just downright giving some of these characters, actual biographies, beyond them appearing for one second like which was the status quo and you know that 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 stuff attaches to myself as just someone who knows the overall franchise but you know it it's still right off the bat with those uh michael bay movies where it's just like all titty all everything everything exploding but then you have Cole over here who who really loves that stuff. And like, that's, you know, how can you really argue with uh, just having kind of fun with this, with this shit that's not in, in any way uh, totally offensive to the human spirit? Like, it's yeah. not really like creating like what 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 bad is it doing to when you especially when you compare this to uh, Disney further propagating their monopolization you know yeah yeah y'all y'all have seen those uh the screenshot of the snow white live action and how 
disgusting and horrifying those dwarves look. Well, that's like, yeah, mm. that's the, th- that, that is the thing is, and you could sort of say this to an extent as, as a slightly lesser extent about WB is like, there's still a little more room for basic creativity and craftsmanship in these other studios and, and, and franchises a, a bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Disney machine is just like, completely stripping the the soul out of everything um which is also i think yeah. maybe long term why it's starting to finally cave in on itself hopefully but um mm-hmm. marvel is over party coming soon to the podcast but again like these the this movie just you know and it's 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 not a you, you know it's it's not like uh the cinematography is going to knock your socks off but it's just at a basic level looks so much better than any of these Marvel properties, even though they all cost twice as much. And this, this was yeah, not like yeah. a cheap movie. This was still a hundred something million yeah, this, dollar movie. This was, yeah, but that's this even was cheaper the than the lowest, usual Transformers. Yeah. Which is, yeah, this was the technically speaking the lowest grossing of these Transformers movies, but it still made a profit. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it still made like, like a, half a billion almost on its hundred million. Yeah, it, it costs between like 100 to 135 made just like a, a, a around 468 million. A lot of that was foreign market. This was a Chinese co-production. Oh yeah, Tencent. So I saw in there. Yeah, yeah, Tencent is a co-producer on this fucking. Yeah, I, and this opened the the same, or at least around the same time as Aquaman, which you know was made a billion fucking dollars, but it still yeah. did well. You know, so that's that's a and also i just want to point that because i i'm looking at it right now this runs 114 minutes i checked the runtime yeah. for the other transformers movies what the fuck they're over two hours it's two, two and hours, and a half 30. hours. They're, those yeah. movies are like i said they're fucking exhausting so to watch. they're that. draining uh mm-hmm. but yeah and and it, so it's like and that's the thing is is as the as as this system limps on and becomes more consolidated and and adds layers and layers of 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 indifferent ownership and 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 which just leads to more of that like formulaic thinking and uh kind of fordist assembly line approach to to making art and entertainment um that basic level of craftsmanship that you used to be able to just take for granted from any big budget movie no matter how dumb mm. and corny it was is kind of a and that's kind of like for me the kind of part of the thesis of the show is that even our hollywood slop is declining yeah. in quality yeah uh um yeah for real you know like like if this movie had come out in like 2006 i feel like i wouldn't have anything to say about it but coming out in 2018 (laughs) where the the bar is buried so deep in the floor that it's like poking out of the ground somewhere in indonesia um Mm -hmm. it's like just having like good effects work in a an endearing cast and and a, a sense of humor that's not constantly annoying um and not making the and 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 not just like making it as huge as possible at every possible moment yeah makes it stand out like like just the 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 bar is so fucking low even for uh like five out of ten adequately entertaining hollywood mid like and that's why i think people are like now like man the pirates of the caribbean sequels were so good it's like 
No, they yeah. weren't. No, they the, weren't. the quality has just massively declined. Fucking, uh, what happened there, man? Yeah. But, and that's that's another thing. Like, even beyond the Transformers movies, there, like, there are, there is once in a while, I, I look and see, like, whatever fucking Marvel movies coming out now, like, the Marvels now, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. just whatever, like, people, people are gonna forget about that very, like, just for whatever, people forgot about Wakanda forever, like, that, even though there was this, like, whole hype around that movie, and, but once in a while, I, I think about, like, some of the things that Bumblebee did, and that's a weird, like, sensation to feel because of, like, how kind of, like, I've seen this, like, a few times since it came out in 2018, and, like, I've grown as a person, and, and I've seen so many just forgettable goddamn movies just in recent time, and I just, for whatever reason, Bumblebee, despite being very in the middle, it was fine. Like, I, I still think about how cool the designs are. I still think about yeah. how nicely composed it is. I think about um, the the great fight scenes and shit. Well, again, it's it's they've they've stripped out how cute Bumblebee is. They're increasingly stripping, not just. Well, I, I draw this distinction between like art and craft, um, mm -hmm. and like you know, uh, art has always been compromised by Hollywood studio production to some strong yeah. or another. But you had craftsmanship still. You had people like that were coming in that were just like knowing, like, okay, I'm just you know, I don't have great big artistic aspirations. I'm just here to entertain you, but. They, they they took that seriously as like their thing that they did and did well. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, like, and, I'm sure uh, people working in the industry still want to do a good job, but it's just the way it's structured strips that out. Um, and no, no better comparison is there to Chili T and his other, he did Kubo and the two strings right before, <laughs> which this, is a good movie. That, it's great. Like my, I loved it. Like back then I, I didn't know anybody else who loved it because nobody saw it. It got buried. Yeah. Yeah, I heard good. I didn't see him. I heard good things, but but yeah, it's he's fun. a, you know, as much as he's a massive nepo baby, but like he is like a a solid craftsman, and he, yeah, he knows what, what all good that things are. Took, took yeah. franchise slop and made a movie that I basically had a good time with out of it. Uh, so yeah. you know, good for him. So this is, I guess, a firmly a case of watch something too, or, or well, I, 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 I mean, if you're listening to this, like you don't. You know, you're unless you're like a big Transformers head or something. Like your your life won't be absent anything if you don't no, see this. But no, like, if you've got a, you know, you're you're hungover. You've got some kids you need to entertain. You're you're like stuck on an airplane with a limited array of options. You can do a lot worse. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Cole, do you wanna do you wanna go first since I know you gotta you you gotta skedaddle not too long. I'm gonna say stop. yeah. I'm gonna just pretty obvious. Uh, Pretty obvious choice. Star Wars Episode One. No, I'm <laughs> um, actually, no. I was going to say uh, uh, the Appleseed um, adaptation from 1988. Uh, similar, oh, like girl oh, yeah. and a giant robot kind of vibe to it. I, I, know? I am adding this to my watch list. Pat right Labor also has a kind of like, oh, that girl wants to fuck that robot energy going. From what I remember. Yeah. I, I recently watched that for the first time and I did not get that, but that's maybe it's just in the OP. Um, it might not have been the first. I don't know what I saw. Someone was streaming it. And I just caught part of it, uh, but the OP it felt very <laughs> much like the girl wanted to fuck that robot. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so. Yeah, you go, Liz. In terms of just like, if you want to watch a a stupid ass um, '80s movie that that isn't in the public eye at all, go yeah. see. And I know that Halloween's already passed and everything, but Nine and Nine of the Demons from 1988 is goddamn stupid and it's kind of horny, but it also has one of the best like needle drops in a movie that sadly Bumblebee does not Is that have. the Bigfoot it's one? Not... I think that was just on Best of the Worst. No, it's not the Bigfoot one. It's a not, it's very similar names, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's not... it's the one with uh, oh, what's Linnea Quigley. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, there's, yeah, there's yeah. also Night yeah. of the Demon from, from 1958, which is actually a, a, which is a pretty good movie. It's the, the one yeah. they reference in the opening song from Rocky Horror. Yeah, but it has one of the best needle drops ever in the, in the scene fe- featuring Bajas. Oh, nice. Wait, that's yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's goaded. Yeah, it's, if, if, it, if yeah. nothing else, watch that scene. Oh, yeah, yeah Night of it, the Demons, is, plural. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's also a scene where Linnea Quigley shoves a, a lipstick tube into her nipple. Yeah. Oh, nice. That happens. I need that for real. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go last because I think it's very obvious what I'm gonna say. So, Stu, you mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Christine. Christine's great. It's it's kind of overlooked as far yeah. as John Carpenter movies go. The uh, Iron Giant, if you've never seen it, is just is just the better version of basically the same movie. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Which fun fact? And I think it was Cole that told me this that Iron Giant was uh, in, was written by the, oh, the the book the husband of Sylvia Sylvia Plath as like a way to console like her children over the fact that their mom stuck her head in an. It oven. was yeah. It's very different. I mean, the the relationship between the book and the movie is tenuous at best. Uh, but yeah, wow. yeah, that's the origin story of Iron Giant. <laughs> All right, so I I actually have two recommendations. I'm gonna give the the one that is not super fucking obvious uh, off the top because I I, I watched the the uh, Heisei Gamera trilogy. Fuck uh, yeah! Sh- and sh- I'm gonna I like the, the third the third one the best. That's the one that uh it, it's Iris. kind of yeah it, it's kind of like. I'm relating it in sort of terms. I usually base my like recommendations off of sort of like plot similarities or vague sort of uh, <laughs> concepts. Because uh, because in Gamera Three, it's kind of like, well, what if Bumblebee? What if the creature she she had like a a relationship with? What if it was actually bad and evil and yeah. she wanted to take revenge <laughs> on a giant turtle for killing mm-hmm. her entire family as collateral damage in a, another fight? Uh, also the uh, Ayako, uh, what's I forget her last name? Steven Seagal's daughter, who is in Ritual, is wait, she that's Steven have, like, Seagal's daughter in Ritual? Yeah, yeah, it's those Ritual. Yeah. It's ba- Ritual is like based on her memoirs about having to be Steven Seagal's fucking kid. Well, yeah. I could see how that would it's fuck true. you up yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's a great movie, Ritual. Yeah, um, yeah, Ga- Gamera three, and also just all three of those Gamera. Movies have really fucking great uh, practical effect, uh, like creature that's work. True. That's always nice. To, like the third one is definitely, um, you know, up there with like the best of sort of the Godzilla Heisei movies, I would it, say. I, I, um, I'm really sorry, Nicole. However, it is pronounced Heisei. 
Hey, say <laughs> you know what? Okay. It wouldn't be an episode if I didn't mispronounce or butcher something. So that's yeah, that's all right. But you know, like, right. Ayako Fujitani is great in yes. all three of those. Like she is fucking great, and uh, she also has a really her. good Ultraman Max episode. But if I could change my uh, watch, yeah, um, go ahead. I'm really quick. Gamera the Brave. That's sort of like Gamera three, except done with like a nice little. It's it's more it's it's nicer. Uh, ver- yeah, like a nicer version of Gamera 3. It's nicer with it. it. Yeah, it's pretty much Turtle Bumblebee, if anything. Alright, and I'm sure I already told it on the Discord, but if if our entire conversation about how girls be fucking cars and tip you off, it's fucking Titan. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. the most like me movie <laughs> that I've ever recommended on this podcast. Oh yeah. Like, a movie I can't go a week without thinking about in some capacity like Fuck yeah if if you don't if you've never seen titan before and you don't know anything about it go in completely fucking blind <laughs> that is the best way to go into it and even then i like vaguely knew what was hap- going to happen plus or minus a few crucial things it fucking blows your mind it's like jaw dropping like jaw unhingingly like amazing it is literally one of my favorite movies ever made it is uh fuck yeah it's let's let's just say it's it's about a girl in a car Mm -hmm. it's about it's a it's about a girl in her in a car just and i'm gonna just imagine the like end the like after end credits sequel teaser to bumblebee is Haley steinfeld she's pregnant (laughs) 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 imagine imagine that fucked up baby oh oh my god just the fly too (laughs) oh oh transformers do have um human transformers kind of they're uh pretenders isn't that just a terminator they should should make a headmasters movie a what they should make a headmasters movie yeah masters of giving head Masters of Giving Head, yeah, Masters you, of Giving Head of Edo Universe. I fucked that, that, that one up. We're not talking about your uh, your how to book, Stu. Um, <laughs> but anyway, nothing, nothing All to be right. ashamed. Of. Well, no, well, that's okay. I've, I've thoroughly humiliated myself on this episode. I've I've spilled too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have, we've already we've always. Uh, Nicole type women is is parlance, I guess, in our vocabulary. What kind of car do you drive? I don't have a car because I live in Boston. (laughs) You don't have a car because you ruined it. Just it's up my ass. It's It's up my ass. It's all rusted out. It's (laughs) you can't see it, but I'm sitting on it. (laughs) Yeah, the little little shrunken down. Shrinking de- the Ant Man, shrinking, shrinking <laughs> the down the, the little, the little yeah, car and putting it up his ass. Yeah, All right. Well, um, top it off. I'll car up my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Real fender bender. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, so, so patrons. Yeah. So guys, we are uh, this. This this should be out Thursday, so this will uh, uh, time to be determined. But we, as part of our uh, next games on film bonus episode, we're going to stream uh, 
Paul W.S. Anderson's Mortal Kombat uh, time to be <laughs> determined in our, in our pa- for all of our patrons to, to come and watch it with uh, me and Sue. Uh, Cole will be working, so we'll not be able to attend. Uh, and uh, no, it's a, it's no okay. firm promises, but if there's time and energy and anyone left around, maybe Street Fighter with Raul Julia yeah. uh, oh, and uh, yeah, Christopher we're, Lambert. We're going to try to make it a, we're going to try to make it a double feature. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got the, I believe I get the day off on Friday. So yeah, time to be determined, but patrons be on the lookout for that. And, oh, no, I know Christopher Lambert is in yeah, Mortal Kombat. I got my wires crossed there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so be yeah, be on the look for that. We're also going to do the uh, MCU sort of centric uh, bonus episode. Sort of just a lot of news has come out recently, so just shoot the shit on that. I'm also going to give a marvelous news. A, I don't think it doesn't even it doesn't even deserve a book report. I I already know what I need to say about this fucking reign of MCU book, but I'm I'm going to be giving my firm take. Yes, I am actually reading the whole goddamn thing. God bless. And I am taking I am taking notes. I am writing them in the margins. I am highlighting shit. I'm I'm going full English teacher slash like grad school TA on your asses. So, yes, be Fuck on the lookout yeah. for that, guys. Uh, patreon.com slash marvelous death I believe and uh, oh, we have Marvel, some like, new whatever. patrons to thank oh yeah hold on uh, thank you to It's Broomhilda Phoebe H Alexander J Preston Poole Jeff Demers Soup 63 and New Type who uh, just became our patron today at the $5 level welcome aboard uh, thank you for thank, thank you, you all. New Type Thanks, everybody. It really does make a difference. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you so much, Liz, for coming on. Uh, we'd love to have yeah, you back yeah, sometime. Thank you. This was fun. Uh, of course. This was fun. And uh, uh, check uh, links in the description. Uh, Liz does video editing and is available for hire to do uh, uh, you know, cringe compilations, uh, rants I'm from your car. Doing- Skibby D toilet comps, MLG compilations, uh, 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 MLG compilations. They're they're coming up on a, the nostalgia wave. I'll I'll do those. Oh yeah, that'd be so funny. The nostalgic 360 no scope. Nostalgic about. <laughs> we we are we are like literally like six months away from yeah, that happening. We're we're on the cusp of uh, people are gonna get a. The golden age, people are gonna get nostalgic over Leafy is here and fucking <laughs> not not the shooter. I can't I can't uh, people being nostalgic for two thousand nine is too much for me. It it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Um all right. Uh thanks again everybody. Uh check the show description for various important links. Uh and uh have uh I'll just wherever you are, whatever you're doing, good night. have a good, good one. Good morning. Yeah, good Bye-bye. night. Bye. Bye. Oh, honey, what are you going to tell me that I don't already know? Fuck you, Elon Musk. Eat shit. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim.